Hello, everybody. It is Andrew K. coming to you. It's Friday. It's not Tuesday. I usually do the show on Tuesday, but work and everything kind of changed my schedule. But today I'm joined by a special guest. He actually works with my fiance. He's uh, he's my first guest. I would say he's also my first international guest because um, he will tell you a little bit about himself. But we're going to welcome to the show Lucas Voss. Lucas, how are you? Hey, I'm very good. It's Friday, right? It's the weekend. It is Friday. It's awesome. I'm very much looking it, forward to it. it. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for This is awesome. I've never been to a podcast before. Yeah. So this is my first ever podcast appearance. This will, so hopefully it's a good one. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I'll, try, I'll try my best. Like I told you earlier, it's kind of a... It's always a work in progress with this thing. So if I screw up or mess up, we'll just go with it. Perfect. Every week I, I like do that. Nobody I like really... that. That's how I do it at work, too. Okay. So. That's good. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll start with yourself first. Yeah, so uh, when you listen to me, you wouldn't necessarily think that I'm from a different country. Most people don't really guess that, but I am. I'm originally from Germany. I was born and raised in Germany. My family's still there. My sister's still there. Um, so I have a German passport. I'm fully German. I just happen to be married to an American. <laughs> My and, wife is from Iowa. Oh, so, very cool. Yeah, so, right. and then... Uh, I, I came here for grad school. I got my bachelor's degree in Germany uh, in um, English and music and then went to the U.S. to Northwestern. In Chicago, I was very fortunate enough to get my graduate degree there in journalism. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats, exactly. And then started working in Sioux City. was the morning anchor in Sioux City. Had a little bit of a break in there because I, um, I was waiting for my green card. Okay. So I had about a year that I had to wait for my green card and uh, went back to Germany, worked on a cruise ship for a while. Um, so that was a good experience. Okay. Worked in the entertainment department on a cruise ship, so it was pretty fun. And then, uh, yeah, came back. I uh, was fortunate enough to get a job here in Cedar Rapids uh, with CBS2 and Fox 28 and started back in the reporting business. And I've been a general uh, Simon reporter here, been doing everything basically, but I used to come where I, I used to be very sports focused. I, I was in the sports immersion program at Northwestern. Okay. Um, so I covered, uh, I, my, I covered the 2015 draft, which was a great experience. Now that was, um, was that in Chicago? I was in Chicago. Okay. It was a draft in Chicago. So it was a f- absolutely fantastic. Um, it was Melvin Gordon's draft. I interviewed him had a long sit down interview with him. So that was fantastic. Um, this is probably then... the best guest I've ever had. That's my first <laughs> guest, a man who's interviewed Melvin yeah. Gordon, who's yeah. now a yeah. phenomenal NFL player. But yeah, who's yeah. who's very nice. Who's it was great, just a great experience. Um, and then I also got to, um, which was awesome. I got to work uh, with the Chicago Sky of the WNBA. Um, I worked in their media department for a while, so I shot a lot of videos with the players and just did a lot of fun stuff with the players and did a lot of um, a lot of things with the fans interacting. So I worked um, game days, um, which was really cool. I was in the office uh, three days a week, and then obviously all games. So it was a ton of fun. That sounds it was really cool. You have done a lot. Now you have uh, a couple things there. It sounds like my dream of like work. <laughs> with a team I would work with any team as yeah I mean I watch a lot of sports yeah. that's why I did this podcast because I like to give my opinion yeah. on sports related things whether it's ridiculous or not which we're going to get into a few yeah. things related to the NFL draft you'll hear my um thoughts about sure Kyler Murray absolutely and if you've never listened I don't know if you've listened to the show at all I have actually okay. yes yes. If, I don't know if you've heard the episode of of me talking about Kyler Murray I have not, and yet. his baseball, but we'll go into my opinion on thought Perfect. process on that. But it's very cool. So when did um, kind of your I don't I don't know um, 
interest in sports interest or love for sports it's, kind of start it, for well you. It, it is, it's really interesting because it is connected to my love for the u.s in general okay that's i think that's i i credit my love for sports or i credit my my language ability my my ability to speak english to my love for sports okay because my first connection to sports were the ea sports video games okay i started so um it started with madden i picked up a copy of madden and um, and played it and loved it and just immersed myself into it. This was in the early um, 2000s, um, around 1999 into okay. the early 2000s, where they still made German language versions of those games. Oh, okay. So um, it was awesome. But the, later on, that next year, um, 2001, 2002, those games were in English. So I started listening to a lot of and and I, I became a huge football fan, a huge NFL fan. And my thing with with my family was it was always really funny because I would you would name a U.S. city. And I would be able to tell you every single team that played in that city, no matter the level, because of a video because game. Of, because of a video game, which and is I, which is and incredible. I ended up, you know, yeah, it was it was NHL, it was NFL, it was MLB, it was everything that I could get my hands on that was connected to American sports. NBA was huge for me too. NFL and the NBA were probably the the two biggest ones. And um, and yeah, and I would gobble everything up that I could find. And then the biggest thing was you have to understand that. And especially now, it's not a problem. You have the NFL Game Pass. That's what it's called. People can buy it. You can watch all the games in Germany, even or internationally. It's no problem at all. Mm -hmm. But when I was growing up in Germany, there was no NFL Game Pass. Okay. There was no way to watch the games. So my first ever Super Bowl, for example, a lot of you know kids here in the U.S., even you, you might remember. You know, yeah, we want. I remember the game in like 1998 or something like that. Right. My first Super Bowl was in 2001. The first Super Bowl that I ever was that I ever watched was the Pirate Bowl. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers That's versus right. the Oakland Raiders? Famously, Gruden won his Super Bowl with the Tampa mm -hmm. Bay Buccaneers. It was the first Super Bowl I ever watched, and and it, it came through. It was through through video games and through all of that experience that I. I just I loved it, and and I wanted to be a wanted to be in sports and wanted to be connected to that. And and see that that's kind of for me. I mean, the 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 way I kind of got into sports is my my dad was a big sports fan. Um, the funny story about my dad is my my dad passed away a few uh, back in two thousand eight, but his first name we all called him George for years and years and years. And I haven't talked about this before on the show. But it just kind of came up because we were talking about love yeah. of sports. And my dad has always kind of raised me to be a sports fan. And he was kind of one of those people like, pick a team you like. It doesn't even have to be a local team. So mm -hmm. for a long time, you know, I rooted for the Seahawks because I was close. But my team was the Denver Broncos. I loved John Elway. I loved Terrell Davis. I just, I loved what they did. Um, but from like before that, my dad's love of sports was kind of the reason I did it. And his first name was actually Laddie. Oh. <laughs> and he was his dad named him after what I've been told is a former Celtics basketball player who really wasn't that great of a basketball player. My dad's dad just liked the name Laddie, but we never called him that. But it's kind of cool to see yeah, how. And then I, I picked it up as I got older because the first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl 30. And that was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was like probably five or six. So I, I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember Emmett Smith. I remember Troy Aikman. All of them. But it was like, as I got older and got my hands on, you know, like the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo 64 and all these things, I started playing. Like, I, to your, I mean, over there to your left, I've got a box and it's, I literally have Madden 64 on there. And yeah, I exactly. Still, I still yep. plug it in and play it. And I'm like, this game is awful now. Based yeah, but on you Madden have a connection 19, to but it. But it's like sports. Yeah. And then I really like, my big one that I like to watch a lot of is soccer. Now, I was kind of. You know, not a lot of people in my hometown in Idaho watch soccer. It was yeah. football or baseball or whatever. 
And I kind of got a, like, a love for that playing, you know, sports baseball games and sports soccer games. And my first time was watching Chelsea from England play on ESPN. And this was like way before they got all the money and everything. So anybody out there that wants to call me a Chelsea lover because of the money, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> that's not why. But it was just kind of interesting. So I started playing FIFA a lot. And I was just like, this is this is cool. Yeah. And, I, and FIFA 98. Like was FIFA, that your first first game? I would think that was probably so that was my first, first ever because I, again for me it's it's so funny because it's the opposite way around because I grew up playing soccer because everyone in Germany, in Germany plays soccer yeah. so you grow up playing so we don't have um, for people that don't know this um, we don't have high school sports okay. so um, everything's club based you have to like your parents have to actually sign you up for like a club and then you can play but a lot of kids do that and, okay. and a lot of almost everybody at some point in their life play. has played soccer and oh, yeah. on a club level and. So so did I, and that was my first game was 1998, Yeah, the Paris, the France uh, World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, that was my first soccer game. And, I, and see, I still have um, like the first one I bought with my own money, which was like FIFA 06 or something like that. And yeah. then I own FIFA um, 2006, the World Cup one. And yep. I, I still, it's one of my favorite games that they've ever put out. To this date, that is probably one of my most memorable sports experiences ever. It's going to the because Germany, it was Germany in World Germany, Cup. and I was able to. I was. It was a promotion through the phone company. My dad had a um, a contract through, and they had given him tickets. And which which uh, site did you get it to was, go watch? It was Berlin. We, we live in Berlin, okay. so it was Berlin Olympic Stadium, and it was Germany versus Ecuador. Oh, in the, cool. It was the last, I think it was the last group stage game, and I still have the ticket, too. Um, it, it was such a great experience. And, and my parents told me, I think it was during the 1998 World Cup, because we already knew that... Germany. It was going to be in Germany, and right. like my parents kept telling me, or keep telling me now that I always was like, man, I'm going to be 16 years old when the World Cup is going to be in Germany, <laughs> and that was it. I was so excited for it, and it was it was a tremendous experience to be able to to have that because it was it was a it was such a great atmosphere. Yeah, and then to experience that, to watch it in your home country, we got very very far. Didn't win it, unfortunately. It's a heart, heartbreaking story. Right. But yeah, it's it was yeah, it was very well, very cool. And that seems to be like. The like the it's an incredible experience because I had a few friends that were a year ahead of me in high school that I went to church with. They went to Germany during yeah the World Cup and they like went. I think they went to Dortmund uh, and watched. I don't know who they watched, but it's it's been years. And he said it's the greatest thing he's ever been to. Like he's like I've been to football games. I've been to baseball games. That is still the pinnacle of like. It was an absolutely incredible experience. And I'm excited that in 2026 the U.S. is going to host with the joint bid with Canada and Mexico. Yeah. So I'm. Hoping that I'll get to go to at least one game, even if the U.S. isn't playing. I don't even care. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I just, just want to go to be like, I went to the World Cup. And, yeah, it's, you know, maybe it's I'm really, the, really cool. The potential winner. But, um, so for, so back to your yeah, absolutely. Thing, um, soccer. So, yeah. do you still watch soccer? Are you still I do. Kind of- I, I'm still, I, I, I'm, I get interested occasionally here and there. Okay. Uh, I do watch the occasional match, mostly Bundesliga, because I'm attached to the German club. So do it's you, like, which team do you, what club do you follow? Um, Hertha BSC Berlin, which is my hometown team. That's kind of my, but I don't Hertha really, Berlin? yeah. I love Hertha Berlin. Yeah, so. I just, that's part of, you know, they, they, it's actually an interesting, they're trying to get their own stadium, a, okay. new, a new stadium right now. So that's been a huge thing in Berlin, because obviously they play at the Olympic Stadium, uh, which they have played. And for for a long time right. now, but uh, the Olympic Stadium, the problem is for 
same thing with a lot of European stadiums. They, we have a track, right? Because it's an Olympic stadium, so fans are very far away. Kind of disconnected. So, yeah, from so they, they want to get rid of that, but that's been a huge debate to, to try to get, get a new stadium, and the city doesn't really want that because they want to keep them at the Olympic Stadium in that same spot. And, it's cheaper yeah. and, and just keep them there. But, yeah, that's kind of the team I follow just because it's my hometown team, and, and I follow a couple of the lower the lower tier teams just because I have a family connection to a couple of them, like okay. third tier division and okay. very low. But um, yeah, it's I occasionally still watch it. It's it's a fun sport. See, and I I, I like to get I like living in Iowa now because I don't have to get up at four a.m. or because I watch the Premier League a lot and I root for Chelsea as I mentioned before. But my like my German team now don't hate me. I like I like Borussia Dortmund. That's okay. Um, That's I, okay. I I have found you know crossing paths with Bayern Munich fans who are just like. Why? Yeah. Why do you? It's a very, it's a rival, and, very and, big and rivalry. And I'm learning that, and I'm still fairly new to the whole Bundesliga thing because the way I see it is, you know, if you're gonna watch soccer, get don't just get in on one league. Like I watch the MLS and I watch the Premier League and I watch the Bundesliga, and so I'm kind of like that's, seeing how they. And, and I all, like that because that's what I think is so sad for a long time. All and I, that's nothing against the Premier League because I know that that's probably top level soccer the top level soccer league in Europe I understand that but for the longest time the German league for example the Bundesliga would would not get any attention here no. and people would not watch German soccer and I, I just felt like it was it was so disrespectful to ignore one of the most important soccer countries in the world and, right. and it's great club soccer it's great teams it's great talent so I'm so glad that you say that 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 you know motivating people to watch things other than the Premier League and I think it helps now that People, you know, in the last few years have taken notice and some of the networks like Fox Sports is like, hey, we're going to play Bundesliga every, you know, Saturday morning. Yeah, I love that. And that's the thing for me. I can watch it now. And people, people, you know, are coming in and going, well, who's, who's, uh, who's Werder Bremen? Or I should say Werder Bremen because the user... <laughs> I've, I've been doing German on like, Duolingo. There you go. There you go. Up. I'm not great at it, but, um, and so like learning all these teams and I think it helps too that a lot of these German clubs are picking up U.S. international youngsters. Like, Schalke's got Weston McKinney, who is a face of the mm-hmm. national team. Uh, yeah. Werder Bremen's got Josh Sargent, who is a striker for the U.S. team that's played well. I mean, and, and, it, and you know, John Brooks, one of the defenders who scored a goal against Ghana to beat yeah. Ghana in the 14 World Cup. I mean, he played for Hertha Berlin. And yeah, a lot he played of in Berlin for a long time. started paying attention now i think he's at wolf wolf yeah Wolfsburg. yeah and um so a lot of people started paying attention and i think that's good that these german clubs are going hey we're just as good as these premier yeah. league teams let's pay these guys to come in and hey they're from america maybe it'll help get us and it, and i think it's helping that you know fox sports they're they're pulling in u.s players that have oh for names. sure absolutely and absolutely i've seen it grow because it's like i played rec league at home and a lot of guys were like oh for years it was like premier league premier league and now all of a sudden there's that there's that little chatter in the back, like, "Hey, did you watch the Bundesliga game?" Like, yep. I mean, and I love that. Munich, I love but, that. And I, as and a I, German, obviously, it's I'm par- impartial because I I want to have people be more aware of German soccer. Right. And and yeah, but but it's so interesting that that Premier League was just and maybe it's a language thing, obviously, because it is the same language, right. so it makes sense. But right. like that focus was just so intense, it's like Premier League, Premier League, Premier League, all the time. Like that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. all that was ever on. Yeah. And and and, and I. Personally, I think that the German style of football is much better than the English style because I think they play a lot harder. 
For me, I, when I watch Bundesliga games, I'm like, I'm more, I feel more, like, not that I'm not invested in Premier games. Yeah. I, I feel more invested, like, when these guys play, like, when I'm watching Dortmund play, like, they just seem to play, you know, harder. It just seems like they play harder, and I don't know if that's just the German mindset of, and a lot of the guys on the teams are, are Germans. I don't know if it's that mindset, because when you watch the German team play, they're very much, like, in unity, and it's it's very tough and hard, kind of hard-nosed soccer it is and, yeah, and i like is. that about the german league so that's kind of why it's changed I'm glad that too. it's it's coming around and i think people are starting to catch on because they're putting more games on tv for sure and I that's fantastic which it's is great. good yeah um okay so we we're we'll go into the nfl draft now yeah kind of kind of bring it back around now you i got a little nostalgic seeing nashville yesterday because again i covered the draft in 15 so so, so it's yeah. very similar to very similar to nashville um, but yeah, it was it was cool cool to watch and that. See, that's cool because I've always I'm, I'm excited that now that they're doing this where they're rotating, Different they're cities. giving the cities that that have the teams the opportunity to say like, hey, come check out our yeah, come check out our city that you may not have, and and to see like all the you know, I don't like Arizona Cardinals, but to see Cardinals fans like down in the front there loving it for sure, loving it, it and, is, and it's great funny. because they're doing they're they're immersing people into the NFL experience, which I, again, one of the, um, I was at the, uh, Super Bowl in 2012 in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, so, and that was a fantastic experience, uh, bec- to see everybody immersed into football and just being, having, it was, it's called the NFL experience, which is like a, like kind of like a convention. You can like kick a field goal, run a 40 yard dash. Like you can do all these different things. You can meet different players. And I, it was great. Cause I, I met Cam Newton. I met Matthew Stafford and it was so great talking to them and, and, and understanding them a little bit better than just from watching them, you know, right. on, on TV. So I love that they're doing this and I love that they're rotating cities and going from city to city, which, and I think for them too, they see the marketing opportunity. To, yeah. To and 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 that's what it comes down to. In which, the end, it's all about the money. And that's what I mean. That's what the NFL is all about. Is we, they want the money, but and yeah. they, and and it's good to see that after that first year they did it. It's not like oh we're gonna go back to what we. It's always gonna yeah. be here, and it's nice to see that oh people are interested in flying thousands of miles to to go see the draft. To go see the draft. Ten and years it, ago. You would have, Nobody would have gone to the draft. No. Nobody would have been interested in going to the draft. Not at all. And it's just because it's been so hyped up and. And 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 it's also the probably the it's a big party factor as well. Of too, course, which people love. And Nashville is a great city. Yeah, Nashville is a fantastic city. I've, I've never been, been there. I've been there a couple of times, and uh, Nashville is absolutely fantastic. It's the Broadway area where they had that mile set up with the big stages. Absolutely, there's bar after bar, country store after country store. It's fantastic. If you don't walk out with a pair of boots out of Nashville. You you did something wrong. Well, I remember that. <laughs> yes. And I ever go. Yeah, it is a fantastic city. It's okay. it's great. So it was really cool to watch that last night. Good. Yeah. So okay. Now I want your opinion. First, sure. First overall pick. Now let's let's go back to last year. Yeah. The Cardinals had I think like the third or fourth pick in the draft, and they took Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. So how do you feel or see the fact that Kyler Murray has gone number one now? And and and. I understand why I think I, yeah. I'm understanding why now why the Cardinals took him. It's because of yeah. Kingsbury, of but, course. But I feel I feel like they wasted a pick last year. They probably did. Uh, listen, this is a performance based league. It's a performance based league. It's especially for a franchise like the Cardinals who have been. You know, I, I saw that graphic yesterday with the quarterbacks that they drafted first round. Probably the most successful, most memorable is Matt Leinart. Right. That's about it. Right. That's. Um, and I, I, I think again in the in the time that we're in right now, it's produced now. It's perform about- now. So I think that 
it makes sense from from a competitive standpoint. Murray was probably likely the most talented guy on the board at that point. Mm-hmm. They wanted him. They knew that they needed him. Um, I don't care about his height. I really don't. I don't. I, I, and I agree with you on that because I don't I, care. I, I I root for a team that has a quarterback who is in the same situation. Yeah, a Seahawks fan. Yeah, everybody said Russell was. Yeah. Russell Wilson was too short. He's not what he can't see over the offensive line. It doesn't matter. He's won a Super Bowl. He's he'll he, just he'll roll out. He'll see the he'll and, see where he needs to throw. It doesn't and, matter. And that's kind of where people have drawn that similarity to Kyler Murray. Is yeah. He'll probably yeah. and, and there's more than likely that he'll model his style of play oh, probably. after Russell. Absolutely. Because if Russell can do it, he yeah. can do it. And is it unfortunate for Josh Rosen? Of course it is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But did you see him produce last year? He struggled. Did you exactly and, and I understand it's your first year in the league. It's gonna you know, you need that time. And again, we don't know what's going to happen. No. They're gonna it, there's camp there's there's mini camp and there's camp there's training camp where he's going to get his shot to compete. I don't think they're so a lot of talk yesterday about trading him away. Mm-hmm. But now I think his trade targets are gone now because the Giants drafted a quarterback. So Which he, we'll talk about that. We'll talk that's... about that as well. So Giants drafted a quarterback, so that that's gone. Washington drafted a quarterback, which was a prime target for getting another QB in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay, maybe no. They have James Winston. They're trusting him, so I I really don't see a trade target for him. So I think they're going to give him a shot. I think they're going to give him a legitimate shot of competing with Murray for that starting spot. And the worst that could happen is you know Josh sits on the bench for a year, and maybe he learns and he gets better, or he yes, and, and you have and, a good backup. And you have, a, I mean, he's he's not a bad backup. I was fortunate and, enough to watch because I went to I lived near Washington State University, yeah. and so UCLA played. WSU, you know, once every other year, and he played in Pullman, and I think WSU beat him the year he was there. But I mean, he can still throw the ball. Well, I mean, and everything, he, and and if we've learned something in the last probably two or three years, it is so important to have a good backup quarterback. Of course, it is so important to not have just the guy holding the clipboard, but somebody who can plug and play. Boom and perform. So if they can do that with Rosen, I don't think it's a wasted pick. No. I don't think it's a wasted pick. But again, you have to talk about the strategy. But again, if you have somebody available like that, if you can draft, if you have the first pick, you have Murray there. You can draft him. You can groom him. Why it's, not? Well, and and also Kyler Murray probably fits the system that. Cliff of course, that's an, you mentioned that. You mentioned he. That. I mean, he was recruited by Texas Tech. He kind of ran a a different offense. Uh, at Oklahoma, where and somebody made the comment yesterday. I heard is now he's got to learn how to play from center because he's never played from center. Yeah, of course he so. didn't really play from center at Oklahoma. He was more or less in the shotgun or the pistol or whatever all the time. And and you know I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to try to work the air raid in more than people are thinking because I think yeah. they're like, well, he's got to bring in a pro style offense and he's got to the air raid will never work. I'm like, if the air raid can work in college and you get the right players and they all buy into it. They are ready to work, and that was a thing that I'll tie that back to Cliff Kingsbury because WSU, where I watched, they were the nearest big uh, college. F- FBS yeah. college. They have Mike Leach. Now Mike Leach was Cliff Kingsbury's, or Mike Cliff Kingsbury was Mike Leach's quarterback at Texas Tech. Yeah, and so basically Cliff Kingsbury is going to run i think a variation of the mike leach Some, air raid something offense. around that and and it, and mike leach has actually adapted the air raid um in a weird way where it, before it was just throw the ball 
50,000 times down the field to where now he's got it where the running backs are becoming wide receivers. The wide receivers, he's got four wide receivers and a running back, but you don't know if the running back's going to run or he's going to swing out yeah. on the side. And they won 11 games this year. They beat Iowa State in the in the Alamo Bowl, and it was kind of that weird offense. But I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to try to adapt Kyler Murray to do that type of thing. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to do bad. No. I think he, he again, it's a rookie season. There's very few rookie seasons that go very, very well, especially for quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield. I think there's a couple of them that, <laughs> you know. They've had their, they've had their, their, I'm trying to think of the word now. It's, they got, I would say they got lucky, but they also had a team that probably played well at, yeah. around them. Which so, is good. And I, th- I think he can do it. I now, think he can do it. Now, I mentioned earlier before we started the show, I was going to give you my opinion on Kyler Murray. Sure. My honest, dead honest opinion, I think he should not have played football. He had a. I've watched a lot of film on him playing baseball. I think he should have stuck with the Oakland. Phenomenal, Athletics. phenomenal baseball and player. And I and I feel bad for the Oakland Athletics to have drafted to him. To have drafted him, and you know, hey, here's a signing bonus. It's it's, it's on the money. table, and it's a lot of money. Just kind of like, well, returning it for you because I want to go play football. And I yeah. and don't get me wrong, he's probably going to make more than he did there. But I would have loved to have seen him play baseball, only because he can still do that though. Well, that is true. I and mean, we, we have very few, uh, you know, it used to be in the 90s, obviously, if you think about Deion Sanders and Michael, and Jordan, Michael and Jordan and all of those guys that, that play dual sports. Uh, I think there's still an opportunity for him to play professional baseball if he chooses to do so. Um, I think this is more uh, for him personally, for the way, a fantastic guy, I think, Yeah. Um, personality-wise. I think for him is it was more about proving that he could proving that he could proving that he saying no to the A's saying I, I, I showed you that I can play baseball and I show you that I can play great baseball now I'm going to show you that I can play great football yeah. and then I'm going to get drafted first overall and play like a first overall pick right. so I think that's a lot of that played into it now were you surprised that he went number one because I, I had heard things that there might have been rumors that Nick Bosa was going to because he was the clear favorite for yeah I mean, it, for a long time um, again, it comes. I think it comes down to centerpiece of the franchise and needing a quarterback to perform. Right. So I, I think, to me personally, it was pretty clear that he was going to go number one. Okay. Yeah. Now to go back to quarterbacks, the Giants. Daniel have, Jones. Have very six, surprised. Have a have the sixth pick in the draft. The reaction online and while watching the draft on ESPN was quite funny to watch because I feel like not nothing against Daniel Jones. I think he is an excellent quarterback. He's from Duke. I mean, he's played in, I mean, he's kind of helped Duke become a team that a can compete team. in the ACC that's normally dominated by Florida State yeah. or uh, Miami or whatever. But honestly, I think that the Giants probably should have gone with Dwayne Haskins in that situation. I feel like yeah. he's more, I don't know, I feel so, like he has the bigger arm. I think what happened here, um, Daniel Jones has a tremendous connection with Eli Manning okay. and a tremendous connection with Peyton uh, and with the Manning family overall through the Manning Passing Academy. Okay. So I think that's what happened here. I think um, Eli is very familiar with him. And kind of knows because he Because he knows who he is. But again, it's it's an interest. They're in an interesting spot because what's going to happen now? I, I think right now it's time for Eli to say to just say I'm 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 going to be the mentor for you. I'm going to play you into this role, but I'm going to have to step back. Kind of like what Peyton did with Andrew Luck when yes. he was kind of injured. I need and- to you know I I need to step back and and do and is Eli Peyton? No, 
He's not. No. He's not. He's a great quarterback, but he's not Peyton Manning. Right. Um, he's Eli Manning. He's yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's that's where um, where this is a very interesting situation right now because I almost would go out on a limb. And depending, obviously, we still have a lot of time. We have mini camp. We have training camp. We have so much time. Right. I would start Daniel Jones. I, I would bench Eli Manning. Not bench him, but put him in a situation where I would I would put him aside. I would talk to him. Hey, this is our, you know you're at the on the end of towards your career. You've done there. so much here in New York. Mm-hmm. You've done so much for the Giants. This is the next guy. Mentor him. Groom him. Teach him. Teach, teach him, him your. Teach him how to play New York football. Right. And and I think that's the spot that Eli, and Eli is a, such a. I've never met Eli, so I, I have no idea. But just from what I've seen, he's a tremendous guy. Right. He's he's an awesome leader. He's a tremendous quarterback. He's a great human being. So I think that he he would be fine with that. Yeah. I think if I, you if you reasonably talk him into that into that situation, I think he'd be fine with it. But I think that's what the Giants need to do. And and then, and now hearing you know that perspective because I was not aware that he was a part of yeah. past the mm-hmm. the Manning passing camp and all that. That makes sense because you know the, and you know Eli probably might have had a little bug in the ear like we should take this guy. I know what he can do. So he might know that, you know, Daniel Jones has got the potential to fill that role and be good. And, Could be, yeah. And that's probably why the Giants there, I just, I think it was, kind of caught everybody off guard. Because they, I think they thought that, they, hey, they, you know, Kyler's gone, we're going to take Haskins, Haskins. or we're going to take, you know, somebody else. And it was kind of, it's kind of that shock pick. Yeah. That nobody was expecting. Yeah. But, you know, now that hearing this, I think... It, it's, it's. I think it it'll work. Be a decent pick. I, he may, you know, it may be a situation like in Arizona where they may not win a lot of games. Nope. But the, he's gonna get if he starts. He's, he's gonna, gonna get, get reps. Experience. He's gonna get reps. Now we're gonna move down to pick eight. Yes. This is your team. The yes, Detroit the Lions. Lions. I'm very excited for it. I have to. I have to tell a cool story about the Lions. Go for it. So I got obsessed with the Lions because I'm always. I've always been into teams that are like down and dirty and that are from cities that have a giant chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. which Detroit does. Right. But I love the Motor City. I love it because it's got that drive. It's not pretty. No. I don't want to be pretty. I want to be dirty. I want to grind it. I want to be hard. And that's what Detroit is. And I love that. And that's why I'm a, why I like all of the Detroit teams mm-hmm. is because of that attitude. And then I got, you know, super into it. And the same year I got into it, into the lines a little bit and was like, man, that's that's got to be my team. I love this. Um, the Silver Dome, which used to be right. their old arena in Pontiac, Michigan, mm-hmm. which was a suburb of Detroit. Um, the Silver Dome was is completely. It doesn't exist anymore. They right. blew it up, it, but it was dilapidated. So they were I they were auctioning everything off that was inside that building. Literally everything. Seats and seats and turf everything. And all that stuff. The the toilets and the bathrooms. Everything. People buy yes, that people stuff. <laughs> buy that. So I happen to be part of that auction. So I'm the owner of several items from the Silver Dome, including the press box sign, including the um, the club level ticket sign, um, including the press elevator sign, uh, the field level signs. I got all that in that auction. So it's just funny. I, I like to tell that story that's, because it, it's very unique, and I have these unique artifacts from the Silver Dome. See, and that's, so and it's one of those things. It's like you know, it's it's a it's artifacts from the you know the heart, like the old. Yeah. The old Detroit Lions, the you know the Barry yeah, Sanders, Sanders area Lions, exactly. And running people yeah, over. Yeah. Which is super so, cool. Just wanted to mention. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> I think that's an interesting thing cuz it's you know you don't you hear people that 
you know, oh, I bought this thing. It's like, but you never, you know, you never meet these people. And to meet yeah. somebody that's that's got a piece of history. I mean, it's a piece of history. It's a piece of, yeah. I'm a big Michigan historian person, too. And it was like, if I was old enough. Part of Michigan history. Yeah, if I had been old enough or at the time they blew up the kingdom, I would have bought something from the kingdom. Yeah, for sure. But I was young when they took the kingdom down. And yeah. what, 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 is, what was Safeco Field is now T-Mobile Park, yeah. which I am getting used to that yeah. in baseball terms. But that's, I mean, that's wild. That's, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool. a cool experience. Yeah, but the eighth hey, pick, yeah. So, the funny thing about this pick, now you and I, we live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. About, what, 25 minutes yeah, south? Yeah, 25 minutes, yep. University of Iowa, yeah. which your Detroit Lions took TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Now, have you? did you ever get to watch Hawkinson play? At, I did, yes. What I, is your, as somebody who's seen him play live, does he live up to yes. the eighth pick? He's a tremendous player I, again I think what you're getting with him is obviously there's two you know Noah Fan obviously was the other other yeah. tight end Iowa, Iowa tight end that got drafted um, and there are two different styles of tight end again Noah Fan is more of that offensive explosiveness catching giant enormous passes and running like all over the place yeah so okay. he's more of the I, you know he's not Gronkowski but he's more of a Gronkowski type of player um, what I like about Hawkinson is the fact that he's a tremendous all around tight end and he is an awesome blocker that's what uh, uh, what turns me on about this guy is that he is an absolute beast on the line. And okay. that's one of those things that, especially with the Lions, yes, we have Stafford. Uh, I don't know. I, I still don't know. After all these years, I still don't know You're how I feel about – I don't know how I feel about Stafford. But it's got. there's got to be a running game. And it, you need a guy – you need a tight end that can block. You need a tight end that can go toe-to-toe with an NFL-level offensive guard with an NFL-level offensive tackle. And isn't going to get knocked over. And, and doesn't get – exactly. And right. he's that guy. And But he can also catch the pass. And on top of that, he's an awesome dude. Okay. You know, like I, I watched a couple of interviews and he had already talked about opening up a foundation and, and immersing himself in the in the Detroit community and helping people out in the Detroit community and, and being part of, of, of that franchise of the Lions and building a po- positive environment there. And that's that's awesome. And see, that's what you want out of a player is someone yes. who's going to, you know, yeah, they're a football player first, but they have the community in mind. And, and you know, in my... I, I like to relate things back to my team too. You got like we have Russell Wilson. He goes to the Seattle Children's Hospital every Tuesday during the season. Yeah. And he just goes and you know on his own time. That doesn't doesn't want people to like puff him like oh I'm be there. Detroit. Like he yeah. just goes because that's what he cares about. Oh absolutely. And it's nice to see you know that's cool to hear a, that a young guy like already, that. Yep. I mean, he's already doing that day one. And I think he's, he'll be a great. I think it's a great pick for them. I think it gives them a little bit more airspace, especially again of Stafford. Stafford is a very powerful quarterback. Mm-hmm. Stafford can sling it. If anything, he can sling it. So I think giving him that other target, that next level target, plus having a blocker on the line, is going to be extremely beneficial to them. Now, are they going to be tremendous this year? They have. Haven't really made a ton of changes, not big changes. Right. Here and there a little bit. This draft pick obviously is one of the bigger ones. I think he's gonna start. I think he's gonna be a starting tight end. I think um, he's in very yeah. well with, yep. with that team and, and like you're saying, it'll give another weapon yeah, exactly. And again, I, I saw some comments yesterday, some online comments about, you know, Eric Ebron and, and Pettigrew who played in Detroit, obviously, and, and and how that was a failed experiment, air quotes, failed experiment of tight ends. I don't think it was failed. I think Eric Ebron did a tremendous job. He had awesome games for Detroit. Just didn't work out for him there. Same with Pettigrew. I think he did still did still does a great job. Still a great tight end, or not a great, but a good tight end. And 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 I I think it's this is going to be this is going to be really good for the team. Good. Uh, 
and that's and that's ultimately you know you want your team to yeah. do well and i'm going to talk about my team down here sure below. absolutely but the other one i want to talk about is i i mean i i kind of pick two teams in the nfl yeah. i always root for an afc and an nfc team. same here oh well, i have are, two nfc teams that's fair in basketball <laughs> i have two teams in the same division yeah there you I go for because yep. my team doesn't exist but Going down a little further, you know, the team that I, I silently root for in the AFC is the Denver Broncos, and they pick up Noah Fant. And I and I thought, yeah. that after reading things about, he's a great pick, but I did see some Broncos fans online. They're like, why would we take a tight end? I'm like, you guys kind of need a weapon like For him. Joe Flacco. For, yeah, and, and I know that he was excited in a couple of interviews, like, hey, I'm going to go play Joe Flacco. He's won a Super Bowl. He's, I mean, yeah. and, I, and I think that he's going to fit. I think I think he'll also start right away. On that offense? Oh, I think so, too. Because I think he kind of is a difference maker with his height and everything. Yeah. He kind of brings that receiver height to the tight end. And like you said, he can – I haven't got to watch a whole lot, but it looks like he has the ability to block, but he also has that ability to be explosive and, off the line. And, and Joe Flacco can still play. That's yeah. the thing. Like, yes, the Ravens traded him away, but they traded him away because they have somebody under the gun now that needs to perform. Right. But he can still play. And I, like you said, I think he'll be a fan, will be a great target for him to have and to kind of rejuvenate that that career and build a connection. Exactly. I think that'd be awesome. Exactly. Um, just to go back to, oh, to yeah. my uh, to my other NFC team, which is the Washington Redskins. They took um, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Funny story again, really quickly. Um, you mentioned your dad. And for me, it was... Uh, yeah, Redskins were actually my first NFL team because my... Okay. okay, so I have to preface this by saying that my dad has absolutely no idea about sports. My parents are absolutely not interested in sports. They do not care one bit about sports. They never watch sports. They don't care. So my dad, for some reason, I do not know why had this awesome Redskins let starter leather jacket and it, okay. it's always been so it's a funny story so I obviously grew as a kid you know I could never really wear it because it was too big but I obviously grew as a kid it would never fit me right it would always be this and I'm, I'm the same I'm, I'm 6'2 I'm the same height as my dad um, well, I think my dad's still a little taller than me because that jacket still doesn't fit. That jacket will always be, really? it's, it's always a little too big. And I think it's my dad's footsteps, you know, it's okay. like, it's always a it's, little it's right too big. To, but that's where that came from. I, I became a Redskins fan. That was my first football team because I love that jacket. I love the logo of the, the Indian and like, I love that jacket. It's, um, and I think, you know, it is honestly, and I have a, gra- a degree in graphic design. I, I like to look at logos and all this types of thing. And I think, honestly, they still have one of the nicest, like, cleanest looking logos. It's very yeah. simple. They're very historic. And, and I know that there's a, I mean, there's also the... A lot of controversy, controversy about it. Absolutely. But, but I think that they have, you, you know, it's... The burgundy is, I, I think it's very bur- regal. Their, it's their awesome. Their jersey colors are fantastic. Their cal- I love that. I love the, it so the much. The yellow and the, yes. and the burgundy just, it fits together. It's, I, yeah. you know, I've always been a fan of their jerseys. I love and, them. I'm, yeah. I've never really been a fan of the Redskins, but no. I do love it when they beat the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that, but. and the Haskins, I think, um, obviously the big move was was Cousins, you know, not having Cousins anymore. Right. And, and, and just kind of tra- trading him and, and making that next level. Now, Case Keenum against, you're very familiar as a Broncos mm-hmm. fan, obviously. Um, Keenum was never the answer. No. I'm not a Keenum fan at all. I think, um, again, I, I always hate talking about these athletes because you don't really know them. You've never met them before. Right. So they're probably awesome dudes. They're great guys. But, again, I think Keenum was uh, – he played in Minnesota. Everybody freaked out because, because he, had, he had that, oh, he's the best quarterback. He does every throw, blah, blah, blah. He's a, back, a backup at best. Right. Backup at best. 
Um, I'd say the same thing, like with Nick Foles. You know, Nick Foles let him yeah, win the Super Bowl. And yeah, then he that's fantastic. You know, that's it. great. But he he's a journeyman. Uh, I think Haskins was the right pick for the Redskins because they can now try to do. But again, we have such a. I, I was a Redskins fan or, like, really immersed with the Redskins when we had all of these horrible trades. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't want to even mention his name, but if you remember, uh, Hainsworth oh, came yeah. over from the Titans, was a tremendous defensive tackle with the Titans, and then we traded for him, and everybody got super excited. I bought his jersey. I had his jersey. Everybody was excited, and he fizzled out, didn't mm-hmm. even perform, didn't did play, like, one game or two games, and that was it. So it, it was just – I'm slightly worried. It was the same situation with Donovan McNabb when the Redskins traded for Donovan McNabb, and we tried the McNabb experience. didn't work out very well. So I'm a little worried, but the talent level that Dwayne Haskins brings to the Redskins, I think it's He's got a huge arm. I mean, the guy can... Watching him throw, is it's just incredible to watch him throw and put up... I mean, he can put it on a dime. Yes. And and that's kind of where I sit there and look at, you know, going back to the Giants pick, like... Giants could have used somebody with a big arm. Not saying that Jones doesn't have that, but I feel like, you know, if we if we put all the Manning passing camp things aside, I mean, Haskins should have probably gone before yes, Jones. Absolutely. But absolutely. I, I think, agree with that. You know, for Washington to get him was kind of I At think that they spot. were they were I think they were excited. Oh, and, for sure. And it seemed like out of all the picks I saw, they didn't take very long. They, no, they, they knew that Haskins was still available they was and they were able to take him. I, I which, agree, I agree. Um, yeah, the absolutely. other cool thing, Clemson had like four guys. Four, the Power Rangers. The first. That, yeah, that was a funny video to watch. Yeah, too, it was cool. Which I think that's cool, but all of those guys are super, super talented. Oh, I think for sure. There's defense. They're going to be in the, yeah, they're going to be in the league for a long time. The other one I have to talk about because he's on here, um, and I'm still a little salty about this, is Andre Dillard um, played for Washington State. I had the ability to watch him. I think the last two or three years, because Shannon and I went to games, and he, he was the tackle for Luke Falk, who was a Heisman contender. He was also the tackle for Gardner Minshew. I don't know if you know about the the legend of the mustache. In I do Pullman. not. Gardner Minshew, he went from ECU to um, Pullman. He was a six-year graduate transfer. He's got a great mustache. Oh. looks like Uncle Rico. Gotcha. Um, so they always called it the legend of the Mississippi mustache, because he's from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, but So Andre Dillard was... He wasn't really highly recruited, and Mike Leach turned him into this absolute awesome gem. He's lineman. the first WSU offensive lineman to ever be taken in the first round of the NFL. I think he's the first offensive lineman, period, to ever be taken from WSU. Yeah. Um, I was mad because Seattle was sitting at 21. Had that 21st pick in the draft. We really need an offensive line. Because we just paid Russell Wilson four years, $140 million, and we can never seem to protect him because he's always running. And I don't know if you've watched the Seahawks, but it's a lot of... Oh, yes. They block, and Russell's running and for his life. And he's just going life. somewhere. Yep. And I feel like Andre Dillard would have changed that a little bit. But we traded the pick away to the Packers, of course, and they took uh, Darnell Savage Jr., which good for them. They needed that spot at a safety there. Yeah. But I'm glad to see him go to the Eagles. Um, I think he's... You know, there's been talk that he's going to have to compete now with two other ones, but I think he goes right in there. I think he yeah. he's proven offensive himself. line spots are never. I don't right. think again, like if you're talented at offensive line, you're always going to play. And the Eagles, I think, have seen the product that Washington State puts out because they also drafted it was third or fourth round a few years back. They drafted a defensive lineman who ended up being a part of the Super Bowl winning team. There you go. And so I think for the Eagles, because the Eagles traded up to get that, and I think they knew what they were getting. 
and they've seen the product that, you know, and it's and it's nice to see Washington State kind of coming back because for years they were awful. Yeah. Nobody went, nobody wanted to watch them. Like, yeah, go Ryan, there. Yeah. Ryan Leaf's kind of the, the, the dark <laughs> spot. Like, he was, oh, we went to the Rose Bowl, but There's then he didn't great. pan out. No. And he's, but it, it it's good to see him go, I'm excited. Should have picked I, Peyton. I know we should have picked. You know, in hindsight, should have, should have <laughs> picked Peyton. Peyton. But you always but, know, you always know better. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so no, but I there. agree. That's yeah. That's and, a good pick. And then we do our thing that we always do. We only had four picks in the draft this year. Somehow we've taken four picks and turned it into nine picks. Now we picked thirty seventh in the second round. So yeah. There's still some offensive tackles, so I'm. I'm That's good. Maybe draft prayers. somebody. Yeah, get somebody. But we went down and got L.J. Collier, which I, you know, I looked at him. He defensive had, end. He had. I wrote it down. Um, we needed a defensive end because we traded our defensive. You end traded half move. your half your defense away. Yeah. That's what you Earl did. Thomas went to the, <laughs> the Ravens. Now he got Frank Clark. He's he's with the Chiefs now, and he got paid. Good for him. He, yeah. He kind of, you know. Um, didn't leave nicely. He was a little upset with Seattle. Oh, I bet. He's like, oh, they used me for my talent. It's like, no, he gave you a chance. Like, just be just be grateful. But I looked up his <laughs> stats. Um, he had, in his senior season, he had 38 tackles and five sacks at TCU, which isn't bad playing in the Big Ten. Or Big it's 12, true. Big 12. Yeah, so Big 12, yeah. I think I was mad at this this pick, but every website I've been on says it was a B-grade pick. It's, so it's a good pick. I think that he's going to very much fit right in on that defense that really does need some help now and it's a fill it's definitely i think it's also it comes down to you know who was available at that time mm-hmm. um and who was on the still on the board and i think that definitely that pick filled that void for them right. and they're like hey this is a good pick you know still one of the picks that was available i'll, I'll take that yeah so I, I think that worked very well if you you know if uh, earlier when I was watching it last night, I I may have put my hands in my hair and screamed why really loud, and Shannon kind of looked at me like, why do you, why do you think this is so serious? I'm like, my biggest thing was I just want them to take an offensive lineman, but now that I've had 24 hours to kind of sit on it, I think, good, I think it's a good solid. And again, move. there's still time. There's you we, can uh, we can still pick somebody or trade. Yeah, it, or trade it, which is free fine. agent. So, there's always free agency. Well, now that we have him gone, we have 20 million dollars. For the next five years, space. which is like mind blowing for the Seahawks there to have, you go. because yeah. somehow I, I cap things and everything always just mess me up. And I'm just like, we just paid Russell 140 million dollars. How, how do we have 20 million dollars? How's cap their cap space? space? And it's it's that whole. It worked thing. out. It worked out. It yeah. worked good. Um, real fast. I, do you want your? So since you like Detroit, you like the Tigers. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How are they doing? I haven't really. Fo- do you follow Same them? Same here. As much? No. It's to tell you what, I'm not a big baseball guy. You're not a big I'm, baseball I'm not guy. a baseball guy. I like baseball for the experience of it. Okay. I like that it's you know it's in a very all American sport. I like the it's, ballpark experience. Mm-hmm. I like going. I like I've been you know I've been to several ballparks and I've been to a Dodgers game and been to Wrigley a couple of times and been That's to on the, my bucket list. Saw the brew <laughs> saw the Brewers and 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 been yeah that was a part of you know being in Chicago was so great because we got to inter- as students which was awesome we got to interact with the cups a lot we got to go to wrigley and cover cover cups games and be in the dugout and and that sort of thing and like interview players and so it was a great experience it was before they were good obviously before they won the world series but it was still a great experience um (laughs) but yeah i'm not much of a baseball guy i think baseball is super awesome because it's um because it's very nuanced right and if and i think that's part of why i don't 
I haven't found that love for it is because I don't understand all the little nuances. The little, I don't, the, the little, little things. things. Because I, I think when you start understanding the little things in baseball, it becomes a tremendous sport to watch and a tremendously enjoyable sport. And, and I think a lot of people that like it have been immersed in it for a long time because for some people that don't, they're like, I don't like baseball because it's so long. Yeah. And, and, I, and I understand that. You know, you, you sit and watch nine innings, which can take... Take Two a long to three time. hours sometimes, and, yes. and, I, and I completely understand that. And and I think it's just finding those. Once you kind of learn, and, and I've watched people, you know, change from I hate, I don't like baseball to okay, I'm starting to like this to yeah. the point that, that it's it's what their, yeah. it's their passion. They they want to do it. They want to watch everything their team does. And exactly. Invested. And, and I'm emotionally invested in the Seattle Mariners, um, which they've gone through some weird changes. They they changed their stadium after 20 years. It's yeah, it's Safe true. I've heard about that. Park. Yeah. Um, they traded away Robinson Cano, which I never thought they would do. They traded away their um, closer, who had almost 50, almost got close to Mariano Rivera's save record. Um, just you know, aging pitching staff, and they've kind of brought in all these ragtag free agents and yeah, now they sit in tr- third place in the MLB. There you go. They were the hottest team there for a while. They had a good moves. 20 game home run streak or something like 18 games. And they won yesterday, which is good, beating Texas Rangers, but the Houston Astros continue to be the kryptonite. I think of everybody. Of everybody, yeah. <laughs> they keep coming back. Is. And I was and I was kind of excited when I moved here because I was a big like I wanted to research all the sports teams at Cedar Rapids had. And I came to find out that the Colonels play here. Yeah. And the Colonels were actually... Mike Trout. Um, had Mike Trout, which uh, I which is I think is super cool. Byron Buxton yeah, played here. That's crazy. Yeah. Great There's too. a lot of good players that came through here. The, they just reshuffled their minor league team. So the team that the Mariners had was the Clinton Lumber Kings out of Clinton, Iowa. And I was very excited because they were yeah. getting all these prospects. And I get here, and they've reshuffled, and they moved them all to West Virginia. And I was like... Oh, yeah. why? I just want to see him play in Cedar Rapids. But I have been to a Colonels game, and I think it's fantastic. Oh, it's minor league. Minor league baseball is just, it's very, I, I love it. And we had, a minor, we had a minor league squad about two hours um, north of us in a city called Spokane. Yeah. Uh, Spokane Indians, but they play short season. So they only play from like June to yeah. September. So it's like all those guys that get drafted are like, well, you're going yeah, to short we're season. we're done. Yeah, we're done. But it's, it's, I mean, the ballpark here is fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's, it's, uh, Veterans Memorial is, it, is fantastic. I went, I went to uh, the Meet the Colonels Day and kind of just wandered around the stadium. Like, there's not a bad spot in that place to no, sit. No, it's you really can, cool. You can watch the game. And, and minor league baseball always has those funny little things with the fan interactions. The and, lo- I, my favorite thing is the logos and the mascots. Oh. I recently found, so I'm a big, I love shrimp, like to eat shrimp and like just shrimp in general like i like lobster mm-hmm. i think they're funny animals they look funny so i found out that the jacksonville jumbo shrimp. Might, the, are the jumbo shrimp yeah so that's my new team and like my new team is the jacksonville jumbo shrimp now. so my other team is i root for the colorado rockies in the in the national league and their double a team is called the hartford yard goats there you their go mascot is a goat that's chewing on a bat the best part is is they play at dunkin donuts park perfect I'm, like, I'm 100 all in uh, perfect the next new one that just there's a new one well, they've re-flipped a couple teams, but the best one I've seen so far, and I'm trying to get on board, is the San Diego Padres have the Amarillo Sod Poodles. There you which go. Which a Sod Poodle is like a ground squirrel. 
I didn't know what that but, was. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I heard about this, and I'm like, so I follow them on social media, and it's that's what I did with the jumbo shrimp. I just great. like started following their stuff and like what they do, and like it's it's, it's just funny. There's like, just a ton of them, like Biloxi shuckers, the Montgomery biscuits. Their mascot is a biscuit yeah. that has that eyes and hands. I mean, yeah. It's it's, it's tremendous. It's like, great marketing opportunities. I, and I think that's <laughs> and I think that's why people get behind like like these little cities, like Cedar Rapids likes the Colonels. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a bat that's a corn cob. And yeah, it's just, it's just and funny. Mr. Shucks is their mascot. And it's yeah. a baseball head that looks like, you know, he's just Mr. Shucks. That's what he is. It's, uh, yeah. it's, go- it's goofy. It's, yeah. it's goofy and fun. And that's what makes that's it fun. What bring pe- I, and I kind of feel like if Major League Baseball inter- embraced some Did of that, that a little bit, make it a little bit more be, And some of them laughable. have mascots. Like <laughs> Seattle has the Mariner Moose. Yeah. He's funny. And like... If they got rid of the Mariner Moose, I feel like there would be an uprising. There'd probably be a riot. People would, yeah. But, like, you know, the Nationals have the sausage race. Yeah. Um, I think, what is it? They have the one that has Mr. Freeze where they race the, the former track star and see if you can beat yeah. him. I mean, you're starting to see these little things that minor league baseball the funny, could do. Yeah, yeah the funny things here and like, there. Oh, I love these. Yeah, it's fun. So It's fun. All right, so we're kind of. I'm gonna start slowing this down because this is probably gonna be the longest episode, which is fine by the Oh, okay, me, perfect. Yeah. A lot. So we'll go over a little bit of soccer now. You and sure. I have talked about this, and you actually did a story with the station about the Inferno, right? I did. Yes. So yep. tell me what you know or what you learned, kind of doing that story about the new UPSL team that's yeah. in Cedar Rapids. So I, I learned a lot of things. I learned that this is an incredibly hard business to be in, minor league soccer, <laughs> or not even, I mean, this is probably the one, probably what, fourth division? Yeah, something like, like that. Uh, it's a very fast, what I learned is that this is a very fast growing league. Mm-hmm. This is a league that ex- is expanding tremendously across the United States, so they have a ton of expanding um, teams all around the area, um, especially here in the Midwest. I learned that the division that this team plays in, that the Inferno plays in, is very competitive because okay. I believe it was um, the Milwaukee team has won the championship the last okay. two years. They're So they're going to play Milwaukee, I think, twice here um, okay. in a little bit. Um, they're kicking it off uh, against Dubuque. That was going to be their tomorrow. first team tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think this is an interesting pro- project. Uh, Cedar Rapids had a minor league soccer team, the Rampage. Was that an that indoor? was um, that was before I believe that was an indoor team. Yes, okay. uh, and that didn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. It was more. I, I spoke to the the coach and general manager and the owner of, of the Inferno, and he was saying that that was more. It was very uh, profit driven. It was a uh, that was it, it was, was very like make money. Yeah. So so with the Inferno, it's a lot about the sport in itself, and it's about playing. It's about giving kids. He was talking about how he wants to give kids a shot that weren't able to play soccer anywhere else you know after high school right. after college something like that and for example we have a kid that played um, soccer at Kennedy and, and won Gatorade player of the year and he's on the Inferno's uh, on the Inferno squad now because oh, okay. he can Inferno squad <laughs> you play Battlefront everybody uh, so there, there you go you Inferno go. squad <laughs> game reference <laughs> game reference so yeah so he's he's on the squad now and he gets to continue his um, playing career, playing career. so is... that and then he was talking about how that's very important to him is to give those kids <laughs> give local kids a shot give court or kids a shot from all over the place to play semi-professional soccer which which could honestly you know be more competitive because yes. everything i've seen and i've kind of looked into the upsl it looks like they've got almost two three hundred teams, teams all over and the it's place spread from like the west coast to yes. the midwest to the all east over west, east west east coast yeah all but, over the place but and and that's kind of like what you know you're noticing because they've got the upsl and the nasl and 
the USL, which the USL just I mean, restructured themselves into a promotion relegation league, which yeah. in America is unheard of. It's unheard of, it's yeah. Very and, new. <laughs> and people are kind of watching to see how it turns out. And yeah. it's kind of nice to see, you know, some of these markets um, that don't have an MLS squad or, you know, they've got MLS teams nearby, which they've got Minnesota United up north and they've got Chicago Fire yeah. just to the east. And, I mean, for them to have a these small cities, smaller cities to yeah. have these minor league clubs, I think it kind of gets the interest going. And, oh, and for hopefully sure. hopefully I would love to see that the Inferno kind of pull people in that might not hopefully. Yeah. enjoy soccer. Hopefully they can do that. And again, it, 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 it was interesting to you too because he was talking, obviously he's he's the general manager, he's the coach, so he's going to talk about you know how <laughs> how how big this this project is. And it is big, but he was also talking about how there are tons of, there are tons of scouts. That, are, that come to these games. There are tons of agents that come to these games. So it's not just... It, it is a, a truly a semi-professional league where there is potential for players to move up and there's potential for players to get spots on bigger squads and, and, and make make those steps up. So that's I think that's very important too is because it's, it is development. It is giving kids a chance to play in front of a crowd, to play semi-professional soccer, which again... I, I think it's going to be very, very tough. Right. I'm not going to lie. First, I, I, mean, I think, first season, it's I think always... it's going to be very, very tough because you have to find people that are willing to pay to watch a game of soccer that they've probably not interacted with. Um, I personally have not seen them do a whole lot of promotional stuff because it comes down to not having the money. Right. They obviously do not have the budget to go out and start a whole promotional campaign. Right. Um, but I hope that will kind of kick off as the season is going on. They have a, a deal with uh, Mount Mercy, which is uh, a, a local school here in town. They have a fantastic stadium because they're using their college facilities. Which is- so that's great. It gives them a professional kind of park to play in. Mm-hmm. So that will be really cool. Um, their first game by the way is not at that park it's actually because the other it's actually the other location because they had a conflict we have a big track and field meet this weekend here ah. in town so they had a conflict so they're playing their first game at a different location and not at, at mount mercy but they will um so they will after that play their home games there which is great which i've looked up the stadium they're playing at not a bad facility no not a bad at all co is a division three school yes okay yes division three. And, so it's and, not bad at all it's but, not bad at all and i'm excited i will if the weather is holding out like it is right now i will definitely be there oh for sure if we have good, if we have good weather tomorrow we'll definitely we'll go. go yes absolutely I, you know i'm i'm a big i i kind of got my real like i mentioned before on the show i've big soccer fan and I kind of got my first like hooked when I went to college in Seattle and it was the first season the Seattle Sounders were there yeah I went to the first I still have the ticket in that box that's That's awesome of the first game I mean I sat probably six rows from the corner and watching them play and that was kind of how I got into it and we're actually Shannon and I are going to Minnesota next weekend to watch the Sounders play at the brand new Minnesota United Stadium. Oh, perfect! So, That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So when you were in Chicago, did you ever follow the Fire? Did you? Go I to did. Fire uh, I, I went to a couple Fire games. Um, okay. I watched them a couple. Obviously, it's very interesting to us now because Sebastian Schweinsteiger, a German soccer legend, hero, almost legend. hero, <laughs> played obviously for, for the national team for a lot of years and was very prominent at Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he plays there now. So there's a lot of attention on that team in Germany, just because we like to follow our our players and where they go and and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's. it's I think again, the MLS has has grown so much into uh, into a competitive sports league 
that has done a lot in its value, has done a lot in competitiveness, where people are now taking them serious. Okay. And it is, I, I just recently saw there is um, whole departments with professional German soccer teams that now follow um, North American soccer that will go to North America to scout, which was absolutely unheard of when, because we have so much local talent we right. have so much talent in you europe the academies we, exactly but clubs. we now have scouts that will look at mls teams that will look <coughs> at u.s teams that will will scout players from north america which again 10 years ago was absolutely unheard of and now it is, is reality and i think a big um like you're saying you know scouting teams an example of that is in the same division same I mean, a rivalry we share with Vancouver Whitecaps. Because we share a great big ar- a rivalry with Portland Timbers and the... Yeah. They call it the I-5, or they, they call it the Cascadia Cup. Because that area is like the Cas- Cascades. The Cascades, Cas- yeah. Cascadia area. They win a trophy every year if you if you're the, you know, you win the most points out of that. Yeah. A player from Vancouver actually caught the eye of Bayern Munich. <clears throat> and now he is highly highly regarded in that organization i mean he's on their champions league bench yeah alfonso davies the kid is 17 years old and he yeah. played and the i mean he was homegrown by the yeah the white caps and and that's and, how that happens it's just that attention and, right and, it, and it's nice to kind of see that you know ml like because when i kind of started watching mls was still kind of a joke it it wasn't exactly. that league and and it's good to see that like other leagues are taking notice like oh. premier league are picking up players like we lost our an incredible homegrown right back to Newcastle United, but we made a ton of money off of it because they saw the value and he's, and they mean, paid he's for been it. A, per, a perennial thirty-some game starter for Newcastle and he. But the fact, the fact alone that you have a Premier League team in transfer talks with an American club is. Years that, ago, that, 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 yeah, that you is. Would've, you would have looked at the European team and went, "You're nuts! Why are you spending money on this?" Yeah, exactly. And so it, that's that fact alone is is my mind. And it's good to hear from somebody who's, I yeah. You, you, I mean, you're definitely an American. That's, that's for sure. But somebody <laughs> adapted American, who, adapted yeah. American. But somebody who's you know been in the culture of Germany and the German soccer football. I should say football, um, foosball, foosball. Yeah. To see that the perception is changing. It is. And, and, it is very much. And think, it is very much. And so. I think that that's also kind of turning with the fact that the MLS is adapting so many different teams now. I mean, you've got Austin, Texas getting a team. Nashville's USL yeah. team is is converting it's to an MLS. MLS you've team. got David Beckham, who's got all his money He's bringing bought Miami, a team, yeah. Which we all knew that was coming. It's, yeah. It's what I, yeah. it's always been. Yeah, you know, he, he talked about it when he played for the Galaxy in LA and he wanted to do that. You Watching know, him was incredible. I got to see him once. He was the first, he was, well, I guess Terry only was the first one he in was, New York. He was the real the first. Big, the big European star that made the jump to the US. Yeah. But, but Beckham probably made that, you know, giant, yeah. That he And being on LA, he brought all that. Yeah, that, that attention hype. to him. And yeah. people talk about his ability to bend a soccer ball. It's not a joke. It's no. live. It is the most on TV. It is awesome. Do justice. No, Standing no, no, no. behind him and watching him cross the ball from the back corner, up the field, like almost seventy yards. Is, yeah. It's like watching a painter paint. Yeah, for he, a long time. Well, for for again for the longest time, even in in, in Germ- growing up in Germany, when he played in, you know, he was a giant European star, mm-hmm. Manchester United, and and all of the Real Madrid, all he of the, on the, all of those teams he played on, and he was an idol for a lot of kids in Germany because mm-hmm. he was that star European star player. Yeah, you know, so. so. 
But that's kind of all I've got for today. I mean, we covered a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot of things. We're I know. An hour in, which yeah. I think I won't. I may have one show that got close to that, but this has been good. I am definitely going to have you come back. Absolutely, I'd love to. Thanks for having good me. Conversation. Um, basically, everybody can listen to this show on iTunes, on Spotify. We're on Google Play, Stitcher. Um, you can find the show also at timespentpoorly.fun greatest website ever uh it's part of the time spent poorly network there's probably four five or six i've lost how many track how many shows we have um but check us out if you ever watch the listen to the show tell your friends go on itunes give it five stars even if you hated it just give it five stars anyway because all because i was on the show yes and lucas we were definitely going to have lucas back so thank you um you know if you like the show share it um i'll be on twitter you can follow me at uh, King Sport T- TSPN. Do you have a Twitter that you care I, to share? I do. It's, I can. It's my official. Unfortunately, I can't have funny name because it's my official journalism account. It's Lucas Voss, just like my name, L U K A S V O S S C B S two. So you can follow Lucas there. He does great stories on the news Thanks. as well. Um, I do enjoy when I watch the news. I look forward to seeing Lucas's <laughs> stories as well as Shannon's stories. I love you, Shannon. Um, but I. It's it's been great. I'm glad that you came on that everything yeah it was fantastic thanks for having me gonna have to do it again so with that being said everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend watch the nfl draft don't get too mad at your team and take care bye-bye bye-bye